Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a mysterious room of long-forgotten moldy mascot memorabilia, often pitched by ad agencies, always rejected by NJM. Is it real? We may never know. But what is real is NJM's dedication to doing what's right for their customers. Astoundingly, they're proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. Learn more at NJM.com. Welcome back to our studio where we have a special guest with us today, Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops. Toucan Sam, welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, and um, it's Fruit Loops, just so you know. Uh, fruit. Fruit. Yeah, fruit. No, it's Fruit Loops. The same way you say studio. That's not how we say it. Fruit Loops, find the loopy side. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? When, where, whenever, when, where. All right, welcome to the last podcast on the left, everybody. It is Halloween. I am Ben Kissel. That is Marcus Parks. And finally back from disgusting Canada in the studio. Canada's full of half people. <laughs> Henry Zabrowski. Henry Zabrowski's back. And I got to tell you, Canada's just lucky we don't use their whole fucking country just to test drones. <laughs> well, we, I think we might. Oh, I mean, whatever it is. And I was saying before, when I, I went to deal with every time I talk with somebody who's rude in Canada, I was like, I can tap your phone. Right, right. <laughs> I can call the NSA myself. Henry, you mentioned phones, and that's what today's episode is all about. We're doing a listener pasta call in edition, a.k.a. You do it. It's a big jump that Kissel just made, but I will jump with you. Yes. <laughs> Gotta do it. Uh, this uh, Last week, we had you guys write uh, creepypastas, and we read them in our melodious tones, and mm. this time, you're going to come up with stories that really happen to you, and then you're going to fucking do it because you do it. You do it. You gotta <laughs> you do, do it. it. So you we took it. a bunch of great phone calls, and man, I'll tell you the stories this year. I think this is, I mean, definitely tops last year, and I don't mm-hmm. think it could be beat uh, next year. This is really phenomenal stuff. Y'all lead crooked lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Y'all are broken. And so again, so today, we're, we're gonna spook you out. So what I say you do right now is that if you're wearing moccasins, you kick them off. Oh, all right. Yeah. First of all, you're an Indian. I need you to just pretend to be Spanish so I can speak with you. Then what I need to do is I'm going to mm. roll off your sweatpants, all right, like they're fucking pizza doughs, like they're stromboles, strombolis, for those of you that are not from New York. Um, I want you to pull your panties down just to your knees, if you're a man as well. Um, remove the rest of your clothes diligently, business, business-like. Um, no, no pleasure involved. And then what I want you to do is I want you to roll up a fucking Andre the Giant's toe of some sweet, sweet Jamaican allspice and wrap your lips around it like it's a fucking flute. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right? Get so high. That's, I'm saying get, get high. Okay, I yeah, see. I wasn't high. quite sure what you were saying. So basically, you're telling everyone to just relax and get comfortable. Yes, because we're going to scare yeah. you. <laughs> okay, because it's going to be scary. Um, so I guess we should just go to the first phone call. Huh? Yeah, let's start it up. Here is our first call in. Yeah, really. We got Darcy on the line. Darcy. Okay. Darcy, could you turn on your video by any chance? Uh, I don't know if mine actually works right now. All right. I, yeah, my laptop's kind of like 
three years old. Darcy, so are you seriously a- just a 70-year-old man, and that's why you don't want to show your face? You can say it. Mm. You caught me. I don't know. Also know that if you've had your face recently replaced because of an animal attack, we won't judge you. Oh, absolutely not. I was just discussing how I think the uh, woman who got her face ripped off by the chimp looks better than ever. And I completely disagree. I think that she should have some sort of... Uh, Cobra Commando mask. Mm-hmm. And then she, no one will ever have to ever worry about kissing her. That's Well, that's very true. I'll kiss her, though. I love her. Um, <laughs> all right, Darcy. Thanks so much for calling in. Yeah, Darcy. So your story is uh, you were in a haunted house between 11 to 18? Yeah, so we moved into there um, after my parents divorced. And it just like, especially like in my room and in the basement, it like just felt really like oppressive and weird things happened in that house was it just because they wouldn't let you play your rock music too loud (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe that was it so give us some location uh what state and uh town were you in yeah uh i'm from oshkosh wisconsin hey go pack go (laughs) yeah That's great. Oshkosh is beautiful. I was at a wrestling tournament there once. I placed six, and at that same wrestling tournament, a man broke his arm in one of the most brutal ways I've ever seen in my entire life. That's a depressing story. <laughs> Oshkosh on the water. And that's an Oshkosh story. I feel like yeah. Yeah. nobody won. So you're in Oshkosh. No, no one did win. Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And Wisconsin itself is very, very haunted. A lot of people died uh, in uh, you know random construction accidents yeah and they all freeze to death <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, what are other examples of, uh, of the haunting do you have more like specific examples so it's, it started about the time you were 11 so your parents divorced which they know a lot of times in hauntings uh, uh, acute psychological trauma uh, will make them happen much like uh, a woman's menses becoming active <laughs> and also um, or if a, a series of boys are murdered in a, in a room right yeah um the two scariest things that happened, I guess, um, one instance was I was like 17 and I procrastinated and I was up really late doing a paper. Punished. Um, <laughs> you were punished. Yeah. And all of a sudden I like heard music coming out of my closet and I, um, like I have a lot of toys from my childhood in there. So I was just like, okay, maybe one of those is like playing or something um so i went in to try to find like a toy that was making that noise and i couldn't find anything Mm. um and it was playing the like go to sleep like that song like what go, to sleep, go, go to sleep. sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. No, no. Go to sleep. That's the heavy metal version. Oh, no, she's talking. The creepiest song of all time to come from a closet for no reason. Right, right. It's also a song that does the opposite of putting you to sleep. Because it makes me wide awake. It makes you go under the covers, though, which makes it more likely you'll fall asleep. Like a canary. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And, like, I. My closet shared a wall with my brother's closet, so I thought it was, like, him playing a joke on me or something. Uh, but I went into his room, and he was, like, fast asleep. And I couldn't I couldn't find the source of it, and it sounded like it was coming from, like, in the wall. And I, I have no idea what it, that was. That oh, was just, like... That's your classic Wisconsin mouse family. <laughs> they live in the walls, and they eat little cheese curds. They're, they're just little cheese crumbs, but they call them curds. That's the cutest thing I've ever yeah, heard. And they're always putting their mice children to bed with that creepy, creepy tune. But they will crawl inside of your mouth while you're sleeping and yes. steal your breath. 
I have asthma to this day. Oh, I thought that was just because you were too big for your lungs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You also had a, Darcy, you also had a staring dog. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> that dog, um, it would, she would just, like, stare at nothing all the time. You know, we used to have a dog like that in college, and that was just because we blew weed in its face. <laughs> right, technically illegal to do that, by the way. Yeah, I didn't do that at my house with my mom, but, um, oh. <laughs> uh, but the other, like, scary or experience, uh, that I had was, um, I was trying to sleep one night and, um, my, my room was down the hallway from my mom and my brother's room. Uh, and all of a sudden I felt, or I heard footsteps coming down the hallway and, uh, my door opened and I, uh, was like half asleep. So I was just like, what do you want? And then I like, they didn't answer and they walked over to the side of my bed and I was, don't know why they weren't answering so I was like okay what do you want and I didn't like look at them I just like put my head in my pillow because I was super tired and I felt someone sit on my bed um and I was finally like what do you want and I like woke up and I could see because the light from the hallway was coming in my room and there was nobody sitting on my bed Mm. and there was like an it looked like like an indent like where somebody would be sitting Oh, sort of a heavy set Wisconsin ghost. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, that's the thing. It's like, do you have heavy set members of the family? Because maybe they were just sitting there that afternoon, and the butt tent was left. <laughs> yeah, could Possibly. be. Possibly. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was the career of a career of Don Magic Mikowski. Go Pack Go, former quarterback before Brett Favre took over. You know who I'm talking about, Darcy? Uh, Does she? No, she's like not- twenty, Ben. Yeah. Different uh, ages. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't just crushing clans Kansas Schlitz against her forehead in 1997 like oh, you were. I see. Okay. Um, right. That's very interesting. So you felt like you had a relationship with the entity at all? Or did you feel like you had a relationship with the entity at all? Because they say a lot of times with long-term hauntings, you begin to feel like you're communicating with um, someone. Well, I attempted to contact it with a Ouija board with his just a bad idea. Yep. You did like the ghost uh, catchers things. You're like, come out and face me. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, well, my brother bought me a Ouija board for Christmas one year. Uh, so good brother. <laughs> then I like tried to contact it, but I didn't really get like any information or anything out of it. But like, I mean, I could I always felt like I was being like watched at night, which wasn't fun. Yeah. Um, unless to, you're a performer, I then I would yeah. love it looking for eyeballs. Oh yeah, <laughs> even ghost eyeballs are awesome. Every time I go to a show and there's only two people they, I, I, there, I always say the seats are full of something. <laughs> you know. Um, so it was fun in Wisconsin. I played it with a Ouija board, but oftentimes it would just uh, spell out "Go to Pizza Hut." And, I knew uh, you so, were yeah. doing it, though. No, my hands were never on it. Never on it. <laughs> That's I, weird. I wasn't moving it. I said, I'm not moving it. So that was kind of a fun little thing we used to do. Oh, my God. That's very... I want to go back to the staring dog. I feel like we really just <laughs> breezed over the staring dog. Yeah, the staring dog. You know, the dog that would stare and bark. Yeah, but at what? It just That's it? <laughs> well, that's a part of the haunting phenomena. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. it would, uh, I don't know, it would sleep in my room and, like, all of a sudden wake up in the middle of the night and, like, look in the corner or just do, like, things that just freak you out. And I didn't know if she was just senile or if she was just 
actually looking at something. That's what my grandfather yeah. did a lot towards the end. <laughs> my other question is, is did you um, did you notice when it was finally over or, or did your did your family see anything as well? Or was it just you? Um, it was it was just me. And that's uh, when I moved out to go to college and stuff like all the all the stuff like feeling watched at night and like I heard whispers when I would try to sleep all that just stopped once I went to college it's and a good thing awesome. that they, a th- an automatic taunting killer is sweet sweet PBRs <laughs> well I was going to say PBRs <laughs> in that great Wisconsin education <laughs> yeah. ghosts are too dumb for college <laughs> that's where you got to go to get rid of them what yeah. college did you go to in Wisconsin? Uh, I went to UW Madison for my first year. That's great. I took a bong. <laughs> uh, I took a beer bong off a thirty-two story building in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, and I had about ten beers in about four <laughs> seconds. And uh, I had a great rest of the night. I took some mushrooms, and everyone else I was with passed out. <laughs> you don't. There's a tear going down Ben's face. No, no, it wasn't the super sad <laughs> but, night. Wendy loves yeah, me still, but he's smiling real big at yeah, the yeah, same yeah. time. It's, yeah. Mm. That's very interesting that none of your family noticed as well. I'm really surprised that, that no one said anything, or, they, or, or do, do they just not believe in that that kind of thing, or they were, or do they look at you like you're crazy? Because were you also like, were you doing the half like shaved head thing and like writing a lot of poetry as well? With <laughs> no, no, none of that. Um, I my mom uh, really like would just say like, don't say that, like that's scary and stuff, and like she says. Uh, she doesn't believe in it, but then when we moved into a new house, she like burned incense around to like try to ward off. Mm. Your mom was getting haunted as fuck and did not want to tell you. That's correct. <laughs> Your mom was literally up all night long with like a full form entities just going like, get out, get out, you know. And she's like, I just wish you'd stop saying scary things yeah. like like there's music coming out of the closet. I gotta tell you, I. I just wish it was light like that for me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a Wisconsin ghost, so it's like, oh, get out. Just get out of here. I don't know. I'm haunting this woman. I Get out of here. Leave the casserole alone. You're going to get worms. It's not done yet. Oh, man. Worms from a casserole. That's not good. Well, amazing. Thank you so much, Darcy. I'm happy yeah. you survived. Yeah, I would love to have a ghost come and sit with me at night. That's another, no, that, again, the tear just <laughs> dropped again. But he's still no. smiling broad. No, I got a mouse. <laughs> I got a mouse. Um, Hail Satan, Darcy, do you understand that uh, ritual meets perception meets reality? Yeah. Cool. Hell <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll you know. cover that on our magic episode and you'll understand it better. I'm, I am the one that explains things. We are right. not Henry does m- not know how to speak to humans. The map is not the meaning. Never look <laughs> at something like that. That's a cryptic thing, but actually makes a lot of sense. If you fucking think about it, we are not the map. We are not the map. Never look a staring dog in the eye. That's all I'm going to say. Thanks, Darcy. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Hail Bye-bye. Satan. Hail Satan. Oh, awesome. All right, we got Nicole from Michigan. Yeah, Nicole. Nicole's story is about an attic dweller. Ooh. Ooh. It is. Okay, so this happened in 1970. Um, it's my mom's story, but also she has, uh, she's one of five, and all everybody was there. I interviewed four people to get this story right. Oh, awesome. So my grandma had five children, and her husband was gone. Um, It was dusk somewhere in a small town in Michigan. Um, My grandma decided to take her 11-year-old child up to the store about two blocks away. So, sorry with the the 
ages here, but it's going to get a little weird. So there was my aunt who was 11, Mm -hmm. my mom was five, and then there was a toddler and a baby in the house. So my grandma leaves and she goes to, um, she goes out to the street and just shortly afterwards, my aunt who's like, I think I said like nine or something, she's in the kitchen and she hears something in the utility room. Um, I guess the utility room had like a sliding glass door and she looks back there, it was the washer and the dryer and also one of the kids' bedrooms. Mm. And the attic, like the, the thing at the top, it opens up and a man comes down and she just sees all this hair. So mm. she just screams, there's a man in the attic. She grabs a toddler, runs outside. My grandma um, yells to run to the 11 year old that's with her. He doesn't run. So apparently she slaps him on the back of the head to get him going. Kids just don't understand. They don't understand that there's a man in the attic and what that means. No, they're like, of course there's a man in the attic. Why wouldn't there be? My mom's five. She pushes past everybody and starts Mm. running down the street. She runs past her mother. She keeps going until about like a block down, a neighbor runs out and just catches her while she's screaming. Um, So they all get out of the house. The neighbor gets a shotgun and they call the police. Um, I think my favorite part about this is that the police come and then my grandma gets the baby out of the house. <laughs> she does not want me to tell you this part. She yeah. asked me not to. There's debate, but uh, the baby stayed in the house. <laughs> Meanwhile, the attic man's with the baby. He's going like, go, chico, go, chico, Mia, you are sweet little baby. I live in the attic and I killed Santa Claus. <laughs> well, that Randy Quaid looking dude is actually kind of a good babysitter. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Must be what made him so special in these days. Uh-huh. So they went into the house. Nobody was in there. But before they went into the attic to check and see if anybody was in there, the police put a wig on a mop handle and put it up there to see if, like, the guy would shoot at it or attack <laughs> it. It's like the same thing they do with the Humane Society when they yeah. meet, get, a, just like, a crazed dog. They, like, put a hand up to it while it's eating to see if it'll attack it. Yeah, but it didn't. Did they think he was a cartoon cat? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I think that should be the new thing. Is like, oh, I wasn't sure about it, but I put a wig on a mop handle. Turns out it's all right. So um, the police searched the attic. They found like paper plates and food wrappers. My uncle said there was fecal waste in a trash bag. Oh. <laughs> so that's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he you... was probably up there for around two weeks. Whoa. So how... Yes. How is that uh, played into your psyche just as you go through life? Do you check doors and windows and, I don't know, put a, put a wig on a mop handle and make sure that no one's <laughs> coming after a tech? That's what I'm saying. Well, for me, I didn't know about the story until I was a little older because yeah. my mom like wouldn't tell me because it was really scary. But um, my grandma is actually really concerned about me telling the story because she's afraid that the man is going to hunt them down and come and get them. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I am going to say 45 this. 45 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Escape was, convicts do not survive that long. But what I will no. say uh, is to be frank, not to scare you, but if he did listen to a podcast, it would probably be this podcast. <laughs> it might That's be. That's true. As a matter of fact, he might be in the uh, in, in, in the rafters right now. We don't know. Exactly. Getting the podcast for free. <laughs> well, what? Oh, like everybody else. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I got a good quote from my mom. Uh, she said, why was he living up there? Was he looking for me? Was he going to cut us up and eat us? What the fuck, man? Right. I don't know. <laughs> that is a great quote. Well, I guess. <laughs> is your mom Rosie Perez? <laughs> yeah, she told me to tell you that um, she's not always that ghetto. 
Oh. <laughs> I, I love yeah. him. Yeah. Maybe he what? just wanted to be a part of the family. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he did. My aunt had probably the most realistic thing. She said, I thought it was probably nice. I mean, he could have killed us. He certainly had the chance, so. Right. He could have killed all of them in their sleep so oh. easily. Right. And he didn't. And that restraint... Yeah shows that he's like Sinbad from the movie House <laughs> That's a very good point, Henry. So was he, uh, I guess, trying to escape uh, throughout the evenings and he was kind of raiding the fridge? Did you guys ever notice, like, yes, candies being my gone? Gra- or? My grandma had complained for a couple of weeks, or at least a week, that, like, we've got five kids, I can't afford to feed you all. Where's all this food going? I even heard that right. my uncle got a spanking for eating something that he didn't eat. So. Oh, your poor uncle. And how, oh, if you're a kid, this is like the go-to. Be like, you never know. Maybe there's someone in the attic, Mom. I yeah, heard yeah, a story once. Like, yeah, you're lying and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, he's up there munching on roasted chicken just being like, I love getting other people in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that is the sound of a child getting spanked. I never get old. Never get sick of that. Well, and I would say that the best thing that I, like the most interesting thing I also learned while asking everybody is that growing up, my mom was always really fast at running and she was really good at running races. And when I asked her about it this time, she said it's because when she would run, nobody knew that in her mind, it's because she was always running from the man in the attic. Awesome. That's a good Usain Bolt quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, You you know, it's also, uh, God, him just living in, him just living in the attic, it's, it's kind of he, he was just kind of the member of the family after a while. It's kind of <laughs> oh, sweet yeah. and nice almost. Kind of an Anne Frank like character. Did you find a diary? We didn't. Just <laughs> okay, a trash bag full of dookie. Diary. Okay, yeah, trash bag. That full was of his piece. diary. It was <laughs> oh, more you, of like it's an art installment. Cave right. paintings and feces on the walls, but no oh. diary. I don't know. So it's kind of what, primitive. So once the cops did such great work and got him, lured him out with the mop handle that had the wig on it. Uh, now you guys just went back to living in the same house. I guess they did. They moved in a couple different places. Um, actually, the guy ended up likely getting away in a rowboat on Get a pond behind here. their house. What is but, he, Blackbeard? <laughs> yeah, what I happened? Don't know. He might still be alive. <laughs> I don't know. But I will say, it, uh, in terms of being a pioneer, because obviously he's a pioneer, he has a boat, yeah. he technically discovered and claimed your attic, <laughs> not unlike Columbus. He was like a he was a Columbus like that became his house. He now he's like, I claim this in the name of Cosmo the 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 drifter. Yeah. That would explain why my whole family ended up with smallpox. Yeah, at least he didn't rape a million Indians up in your attic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any evidence of that. I think you can neither people. confirm nor deny. Oh my god. Well, what an incredible story, Nicole. That is so uh, unique and hopefully extremely rare so we can all sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I'm a really big fan of you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, Happy so Halloween. Alright. Bye-bye. What's up? <laughs> Yo, what's up, dude? How are you? What's going on, man? Hanging out. I'm doing well. <laughs> All right. So you, uh, your mother is a self-proclaimed medium? Okay. What happened here is uh, I grew up with three brothers. Not my brothers, but it was a separate family. And they had three brothers. They're my, they're my buddies growing up. Their mom was a self-proclaimed medium. Oh. And... Uh, all the time, anyone she would ever meet, she would give him a uh, she would give him a demon diagnosis. She'd be like, "Oh, you got demons inside of you, or you don't have demons inside of you." She was uh, she was all over it. She oh. told me the very first time I met her, 
that I had two demons inside of me, and one day they're going to ruin my life. Oh, cool. Hell yeah. Those uh, demons are yeah. weed and beer. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I think it worked. I think they got me. Yep. Oh, yeah, Henry, your mom's kind of like this, but she's like that with auras, right? My mom can read auras. My mom also thinks that my mom specifically believes that random people will talk to her and that dogs that we've owned throughout our, our lifetime are saying to her that it's that they're okay. And so right. my mom always comes up to me. It's like every once in a while, like I'll have a conversation with my mom. She'll be like, Henry Thomas, I was in a grocery store the other day and a man came up to me and he said that beauty is on the other side and she's doing okay. And I'm just, you, you've lost your fucking mind. But it's sweet, yeah. Uh, but no, and also all mediums are self-proclaimed. Oh yeah, sure, sure. There's no medium academy handing these things out. Oh. So one day it starts to get really bad. She just she sits us all down. We used to call her Fuzz because she has this huge, ridiculous head of hair. And uh, Fuzz sat us all down. She was like, "There's some uh, there's some demons at work in the house. There's some stuff going on in the house. There's uh there's big things going on." So we all just blew it off. Whatever. Fuzz is a little crazy. Uh, the following weeks, we would just hear cupboard slam. Doors would start to. Oh, we would see a door go from just sitting there to just open right in front of us. Mm. We would walk in a room where we knew the lights were off and the lights would be on, that kind of stuff. So we were a little alarmed by it, nothing too crazy. So one day, the youngest brother and I are babysitting his nephews. They're about five and six. We're all hanging out, whatever. We send the two nephews to bed. We go in his room, we go play Xbox, whatever. This was a few years ago, so we did, you know, whatever 17-year-old kids do. Mm -hmm. Just playing Xbox, stealing beers out of the fridge, whatever. Salty cracker. Yeah, you know, some Scrabble, just... Mm -hmm. uh, So about an hour or so later, we hear the TV on in the living room. So we go out, and both of his nephews are awake watching a movie in the living room. And we're like, hey, guys, what the hell? We, uh, We put you to bed. What are you doing up? You guys got to be asleep. And they look at us dead in the face, and they're like, the gray man woke us up. We're like, what are you? What the hell are you talking about, the gray man? And they're like, the gray man that slams the cupboards, he came into the room and woke us up. Mm. And, uh, yeah, just scared the hell out of all of us. The first thing would be yeah. like, you know, hey, kids, first of all, never fucking just boldface tell me that the gray man woke you up, right? <laughs> right, right, right because, right, right, first right. of all, that's some scary shit. <laughs> Second of all, just go back to bed. And if right. you see the gray man, never say a goddamn thing ever again. So, and they were just watching television? Yeah, they were just super calmly watching cartoons. They uh, they were pretty. They were all right with what happened. So what do you mean the gray man woke him up? Like the gray man woke him up and said, "Hey, go watch cartoons." Hey, yeah, the gray man yeah, was I a guess, huge. I guess he just shook him up. He's like, "Hey guys, uh, let's uh, fuck the rules for the night." Yeah, and I'm gonna slam these cupboards. You can watch this TV. <laughs> hey, gray man. Hey, children. SpongeBob SquarePants has a marathon. Hell yeah, gray man. Let's do this. <laughs> Gotta watch that SpongeBob. I'll be okay. And once you're done watching those cartoons, if that guy comes out and you, if Brandon mm-hmm. tries to comes out and tell you to uh, to stop watching cartoons, how about you go ahead, wait for him to go to sleep, set the whole house on fire? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, after the SpongeBob marathon, you know, just you know, take it back, just take it on back. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, when, when you, when, it's, it's, I mean, it's really scary to us too because even on top of uh, you know their mom being whatever kind of medium, uh, I grew up in Auburn and the house was about one block from the prison. You could look out the oh. front windows and see the prison walls. 
which was the first prison they ever used the electric chair in. Oh. Nice. So, uh, and what do like old timey prison uniforms look like? Just gray shit. Yeah, yeah just gray. gray. Clothes. And, you know what happens when you burn them in a chair? They kind of get a little gray. Yeah, great. exactly. And they just then they're they're real upset and they and they miss cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mostly. I mean, that, that gray man just want to watch cartoons himself, and he can't he can't do the ghost shit because he's not doing the Patrick Swayze concentration bit, and so he has them go and turn on the cartoons for him, and he's just like, God damn, I love Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. <laughs> They like love a, cartoons and they hate naps. So if you can get rid of both at once. So the ghost sort of acts like uh, acts like a Hasidic family on Saturdays. <laughs> they have to convince other people to turn the television on for them. And make them random. That really is true. To be honest, if I ever had kids and they ever just turned to me and said stuff like, the man in the closet says to kill all the dogs in the neighborhood, right. I would send them to a boarding school. Yeah, like that's I'd, it. No, they're they're done. Yeah, you're, you're getting Thorazine. We were kill- we were killing the your your invisible best friends. So did you tell Fuzz about what happened? Yeah, the next day, uh, Fuzz came back home. We're like, hey, you know this whole uh, this whole medium thing's kind of getting a little bit out of hand. And uh, she was like, yeah, no, I know, I know about the gray man. That's exactly what I was telling you guys about. Yeah. Well, then so, you could but- probably see. Did they hear all that shit all the time? Were they always like around when Fuzz it was, was talking about ghosts? It was constant. We could just be hanging out, watching a movie in the living room, and the door to the living room would just shut in front of all of us. And what, and what would, would the mom constantly tell? Would she be kind of casual about it? It's like, oh, that's the ghost again. Yeah, yeah. It would just be as normal as if a dog bumped into it. Hmm. But the creepiest thing about this whole story that you're leaving out is uh, Fuzz didn't have cable. I can't believe it. The gray man could work out getting that sports package, then it'll yeah. be fine for him to be around. It's nice. Whenever the cable's on, the gray man's on the roof holding an antenna, so you're safe. But when that thing goes off, you're all done. I deviant Gray's anatomy for you. <laughs> you get it? Well, that's incredible. A hell of a story. Yeah, it was, and, uh, definitely freaked us out quite a bit. I hate it when kids see ghosts. Yeah. Did you feel a presence uh, a presence in that house, though, every time you would stay over? Uh, yeah, I mean, there was, a, there was a little bit of whatever. It was definitely more seeing the lights turn on and off, doors shut. Uh, we would be hanging out one room, and we'd hear the cupboards in the kitchen slam. Mm. So it wasn't really as much of, you know, you hear, oh, I could... I could feel the eyes on the back of my neck. It wasn't really anything like that. But it was definitely more of just hearing it going on all the time. And then with the kids, it just came to a head. And uh, it, yeah. we they moved out of there about a year later. And up until the time they moved out, it was all still going on. Jesus so Christ. who even knows. Do you believe? Oh, hell yeah, I believe. Yeah. I mean... I've never seen it. Ghosts won't come to me. It's something about my fucking... Uh, maybe it's my smell. Maybe mm-hmm. it's my, my company. But ghosts won't come to me. But we, we've we seen some stuff. We had a friend named... We had a friend named Natalie who came mm-hmm. in and just saw... She saw, she got, like, scratched up by some ghosts. I believe entirely. Um, and that gray man's still there. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's still waking kids up and enjoying that SpongeBob. Yep. And ghosts will uh, scratch you up. That's why you always have to have by your bed a pair of ghost clippers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you see it, try to grab one. Oh, it's and, the creepiest. Yeah. That'd be the creepiest fucking thing on the face of the planet. Amen. Clipping ghost snails <laughs> all night. <laughs> that's what sends the ghost back to heaven or hell or whatever sort of world it wants to live in. It's the only thing that's creepier to do to an alive man. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all, it's the- Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I hey, appreciate it. Hey, man. Happy Halloween. Hail Satan.
Uh, you as well. Hail Satan. Love the show. Thank awesome. you, man. Thank you. Right, Hail we'll you. See Goodbye. So Marcus, we got. Uh, we're gonna call him Sergeant Golden Throat. <laughs> I think Sergeant Golden Throat's better. Oh, nothing that? like a good Golden Throat mm. on a on an older man. Mm. I mean, I mean, oh, not older. It's yeah. just the beard. It makes me look older. That's all. Right. <laughs> I know um, the tactic. Well, thanks so much for calling in all the way from uh, the UK. Yeah, yeah. We've got Agent Golden Vo- Sergeant Golden Throat. Yeah, Sergeant Golden Throat. <laughs> Well, you can call me whatever you want to call me, Ben and Marcus. It's that's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Dog meat is no. what you mean. <laughs> I hate the dog meat. Um, Shut up! You're long meat. Oh, that's what I've decided. You're long meat. <laughs> He's dog meat. Mm-hmm. You're too real. All right. Long, long pig. Yay! I'll take it. Long pig. Thanks, Golden Throat. Okay. All right. right so, should we get going? Yes. Oh, we're going to be here all night. Cause you got to remember, it's midnight here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got a job and shit. <laughs> we have no I have life. a job that I can't talk about, as you know. Right, right. I'm right. going to talk about it in the next five minutes. So let's let's do this, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, right. Well, the background to this is is as I say, it is genuinely, distinctly sensitive. Um, I live in an area where there's a uh, a big national park near us. Now, in the UK, a national park is not like a US Ameri- a national park, which is huge. It's quite small and it's quite close to the urban areas. Um, and there'd been reports coming in to the people I work with that a, uh, a couple of guys had been, um, should we say, training there um, or acting suspiciously in a kind of paramilitary way. Now, as you know, we in the UK, as with you, have a sort of bit of a security situation. So we were detailed with checking these guys out. Um, we'd been tracking them for about a week or two, and they called themselves the Jihadist Brothers of Radicalism. Mm. So a J- very, it's an even-keeled name. It's like it's it's very middle-of-the-road name. So they yeah, just kind of exactly, hang out yes. and they do so, quilting together as a group. Yeah, that's right. That's what that's that was. We, we, basically, these guys. I, I suspect they were they were jokers who were trying it on and fancied themselves as as radicals and so on. But anyway, it was quite clear there was a problem because um, they were focusing on an area of the national park that's actually closed to the public because of old unexploded ordnance and um, weapons and bombs and stuff. So these guys were pushing into this area, we suspected, to try and get hold of this, um, some of these explosives. So, as I say, I can't go into great detail about this, but we were um, detailed, three of us, to, to look, out, look out for these guys. And um, we were staking it out all night, one night. Uh, night vision, goggles and so on and so forth, just you know, watching these guys at work. And... Um, Sorry, it gets actually quite emotional, this part of the story, because it was it was really very disturbing. Um, but we were watching them, and um, something started moving in the trees uh, behind them. It was kind of, at first, just a shape, and then clearly a human figure of some sort, and it was kind of ragged, and I can only describe its head as lolling, and shambling and it was it became clear that it was some sort of tattered creature um it wasn't it didn't look like a a, a an animal or a person or anything we got regularly it, it was very very disturbing and i was look, looked at my colleagues and they looked back at me and we were all alarmed and this thing was getting closer and closer and closer to these two guys that we were tailing 
and then it became well within range. And it clearly was a human figure. Um, and I can only tell you what I saw. It was about six feet tall. It was skeletal with sinews and tendons. And as I say, the word is ragged, things hanging off it. And, and weirdly, I know this sounds bizarre, but a really big, full beard, like a big beard, big sort of Alabama beard, right down here somewhere. Um, and this thing got closer and closer and closer to these guys, as I say, shambling along, lolling. And then it held up its two hands. And in each hand, there was a large, substantial um, serpent. Mm. Uh, and as it came up behind these guys, they hadn't heard anything. It was moving noiselessly. Um, it reached forward with its hands. And then we heard these two most almighty blood-curdling screams and these guys fell to the floor and this creature I guess, just kind of dematerialized it just slipped away um, and when it all was quiet we went down to the scene and um, well we had to call in a, a crew to, to clear up because it was it was very very alarming these guys were both stone dead mm. uh, they were their faces and heads were black and swollen what? with venom mm. uh they had two puncture wounds on each on their on their side of their necks and most alarmingly of all when the the autopsy was done afterwards they were found to have been crushed like they'd been constricted uh by as if crushed by some by a serpent by a snake now that was an alarming thing and it was only later when we did some research that um i think i have an explanation for this there's this character i sent the picture to marcus earlier on a guy called brusher mills who used to live in this area back in the 19th century and he was known locally as the snake catcher and he 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 died in an arson attack um on his little cottage uh, that he lived in in this remote area and um it turns out there have been reports of, of this figure being seen before in the woods out there. Um, but on this occasion, clearly something a little bit more happened. Now, the reason you won't find that, find out about this is you'll find the story of these two guys who were, um, shall we say, found dead in this area of army ordnance. It was released to the press as being to do with having trodden on a, an unexploded mine or bomb or something. But I'm afraid the truth is significantly more alarming. Well, I'm just so happy that uh, I'm just so happy that this UK entity is fighting the war on terror. Yes, using <laughs> you know? sn- a Mega Man like snake weapon. Wow. <laughs> yes, I mean we have nothing. The UK is stepping up their terrorism game big time. <laughs> Straight up. First of all, Agent Golden Throat, bottom, bottom Sar- top. Can I, can I say Sergeant, Sergeant Golden- Bottom Top? Okay. Sergeant Bottom Top, you, um, thank you for the uh, best story we've received so far on Listener Pod. Yeah. Listener Pod oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Chilling. And so, well. you, so, do you think it's someone living out the urban legend of this, of this Brusher Mills character, or is it the guy himself? Is it like one of those well, things where they were just fucking with the wrong part of the woods, and it just so yeah. happens to be the ancient boogeyman is a yeah. guy with snake for hands? Yeah, or was it some guy, as you say, living the sort of masked superhero life, as I know we all do, but yeah. I, I, two things. I, the way that this thing moved was unnatural. It really was. Mm. There was something off about it. There was something wrong about it. Like, it's his, 
his limbs and his joints were wrongly articulated if you know what i mean that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense what's yeah. it what's the term um uh uncanny valley kind of thing where it's mm-hmm. like human but yeah, it's not yeah. it's the problem yeah, with yeah. cyber with making uh human like cyborgs yeah kind of like a bad robot not quite like that more animalistic than that but i know what you mean you're, you're on the right track Henry. jangling yeah. Yeah. yeah so when you saw it did you confirm with your two colleagues did you guys all agree that you guys saw a similar thing yeah, well, my I had, I had two colleagues um, up on the hill opposite me, and I was on maybe 50, 60 yards away, but we were um, in contact with comms. Um, we were maybe 200 meters from the, the actual event that was going on. Um, so they were getting a slightly different angle, but we were definitely seeing very much the same thing, and we compared notes afterwards. But um, it's as I said, it's something that I'm, I'm happy to discuss on a overwhelmingly U.S. forum, Right. This, I know it's worldwide, but equally, I, I'm pretty sure that the people um, who are involved in this aren't going to be listening to, to, to last podcast. No, it's mostly well, Tacoma, Washington. I don't that's know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> we have been in Heat Magazine. We have yeah. been in Heat Magazine, yeah, right. so we, we, we have got, a lot of coverage. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of negative and, iTunes and, uh, reviews. So, so, someone, someone told me you guys were going to come and do a tour in the UK, but I think that was just bullshit. Yeah, that's our horror story. We're going to tell it here uh, <laughs> right after yours. But, it's, it's looking like uh, March. Yeah. I no just want, way, no way. I believe it when I see it. Sergeant Golden Throat, yes. Um, but I do want to just ask, now you have these, you have three, I suppose, six eyes, three people watching the same event. Obviously, mm. you guys aren't lunatics. You're not out there drunk doing a bunch of drugs. Totally respectable sources. Were you? Do you keep that uh, to yourselves? Or do you go and do you actually tell, did you tell any higher ups? Or oh, yeah, absolutely. Like- I mean, you know, the state of the bodies was such that, that, that there was you know, we, there was no way that they would they'd been blown up or dropped dead or right. you know shot each other. I mean, there was something very very alarming about the state of the bodies. And when you, um, when you- so these these guys, you know, we were we were basically told that here's the story, say nothing. You know, mm-hmm. there's no publicity. The fact that we we're even there, you mm-hmm. don't um, you don't share with people the fact that there are these things going on close to built up areas. Certainly, in a small island like Britain, it just doesn't happen. Right. We talk about it all the time. I mean, like mm. the, we we were discussing how uh, the NYPD likes to control uh, how uh, how many times in, like a week they shut down some gigantic terrorist plot to destroy New York sure. City. It's just like there. It's one of those things where you can't really talk about the fact that you have jihadists exactly. working out of a national forest, and then yeah. also you have an ancient snake handling bush creature well, that is what? fighting for your freedom <laughs> that I think is actually the government could use this I feel like mm. the UK government could definitely be like it's like and we've got the big feet to do it you know yeah. it's like we know we will defeat terrorism well from a government perspective I could see how they would assume this might destabilize society to a point that the UK could no longer go on yeah, but so we, maybe, you know, we we do our best. We really do do our best. Yeah. I mean, we have like three kinds of snakes in the whole of Britain, and only one of them is poisonous. And it's just like it's not rattle a city over here. It's just right. even the thought of having snakes in the countryside would terrify most British people. Yeah, it, ri- it really riles up the Irish as well. <laughs> oh, don't even get them um, started. What well, I love because they're chasing after snakes. Can't even hand, can't even take an Irishman to the zoo. No, they call. Um, yeah, they call that's right. <laughs> what I would also say, uh, yeah. incredible story, man. Yeah, Thank you so, so much for talking to us and so sharing good. it on it's our my pleasure it's on really our juvenile show. Just uh, now, now, listen. Can I just say very briefly? I've been listening to you guys since episode thirty-one, which is you know like three three and a half years ago. So I'm 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 a long time listener. I'm going to ask you 
to indulge me, I'm just going to do my shout out as many as I can do in one breath. Is you that can. fair? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just okay. Shout them out. So, huge shout outs to the old crew. You know who you are. They are. <gasps> Abby, Amanda, Amara, Amy, Ariana, Callum, Chelsea, Christopher, Christopher, Daniel, Daniel, Danielle, Eleanor, Eric, Eric, Jem, James, Jamie, Jamie, Jace, Jonathan, Jonathan, Caitlin, Kelsey, Kyle, Langley, Lucy, Lynn, Mal, Megan, Melissa, Nikki, Olivia, Patrick, Raven, Roscoe, Ryan, Sarah, Susanna, Tabitha, Taylor, Todd, and... Yayoi. Yeah. yeah. That is the original crew. That's <laughs> yeah, the original that's crew. Yeah, Some man. of those guys are still on the Facebook page, but quite a few of us have split off, I think. Oh, <laughs> so phenomenal. Well, thank you so much. And just lastly, how has this affected your worldview? Has it changed the way you do your job? What, talking to you guys? No, not, <laughs> no, that'll shatter everything. No, seeing this unbelievable snake monster. That's, that's only one. I've got many, many other stories I could tell you. There's some strange shit going on out there. Well, right. we'll have to wait next year. We would love to have you back. This yeah. is great. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for it's been a real in. pleasure. Yeah. Genuine privilege. Cheers, guys. Thank you, Sergeant. Hail, Gold. sweet Satan. Hail, hail, Magusalations, boys. Hail yourself, Sergeant Golden Throat. Hail me, if you will. Uh, hail, Henry. Christopher. Hi. Can you Can hear? You see me and hear me? What up? What's up, dude? Okay. We c- oh, he's a ginger. Well, ginger is actually very <laughs> offensive, and as a ginger, I apologize for Henry. You're not but- a ginger. Ginger has bright red bush hair. I that do is have bright red. <laughs> I do have bright red bush hair. I yeah. bet it's darker well, than a real ginger. Redder than my the head on the uh, hair on the top of my head. I'm blonde, but I am like Ben in that I am German. Oh. You're a good person with a good heart. Um, Chris, are is you are you yeah, a Kruger cool. like the famous movie uh, ghost pedophile? <laughs> yes. Very good. Okay, so there's a bit of a delay, so let's uh, take that into account. Yeah. Let me try uh, reconnecting. I think he's getting blown by a chick. I think he's doing. <laughs> so he's not wearing a shirt. No, he's not wearing a shirt. I think. <laughs> I mean, can, are we shirt. recording? Can I say yeah, that Chris yeah, is not yeah, wearing we, a shirt? Yeah, he's, he's totally not wearing, not wearing a, shirt. a shirt. He's going. He's going Hong Kong we style. We did see a. Chris, are you nude? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm not wearing a shirt, but I'm wearing pants. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Wow. We were we just seemed like maybe you were mm-hmm. getting some sort of oral sex. Yeah, and I want to <laughs> like see you were on the Skype call. The girl that's in bed with you. I want to see si- the side of her face the entire time. Yeah. If, if I if it disappears, <laughs> I'm going to assume something terrible is happening. Hi. What's the What's the name of the girl with Hi. you in bed? You Nazi. <laughs> Hillary. Oh, all right. So Christopher, Christopher has a story about skinwalkers. Ooh, awesome. Yeah, or what? What seems like skinwalker lore? Yeah. So, uh, begin at the beginning of your skinwalker tale. Okay, so about three years ago, um, on winter break, in I think mid January, in the middle of the night, so it was very cold and very dark. Uh, it was like if somebody colored the air outside with a sharpie it was very pitch dark and so this was before i was in grad school so when school was out academics was completely off my mind and all i did was kind of sit inside and play video games all day and night so i was sitting downstairs about 3 a.m i was playing video games the only lights near me were the light from the tv and the lights from outside the porch light and I finished whatever I was doing on my game. I got up to go get a drink. And I saw out of the corner of my eye in the backyard from the light, 
I saw it looked like my sister. She was wearing her pajamas, and it looked kind of like her face, but it wasn't finished yet. It was like in the Invisible Man when they took the gauze off, mm. and then the gauze was just kind of splattered in the air. Mm-hmm. It was like pieces of her face were being assembled. It was like her body and then her face kind of just splattered around in different areas where a head should be. So I saw that. I was like, that looks like my sister. I bolted upstairs. I thought I was going to go in her room to see if she was there or not. That if she wasn't there, then I'd be like, all right, I just saw my sister. But then I took into account the risk of that. And I was like, if I go into her room and she's there, then what did I see outside? I'm never going to be able to explain it. I'm never going to be able to think it out rationally. I'm going to have to live with it. So I never went into her room. I just went in my room and went to sleep, tried to forget about it. And so to this day, I, I'm just assuming for uh, you know my own comfort that I did see my sister. I never told me. I never asked her about it. I never said anything else about it. All right, Chris, I'm going to ask. First of all, we're not the police. You know what I mean? You don't have <laughs> right. to do that thing where you're like, no, I was going to the kitchen to get some orange juice because um, I was just, I needed some vitamin C to keep my blood levels all healthy. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. My question was going to be, give me a dube count here. Zero. Oh. Zero dube count. I, 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 uh, I didn't really have a big social life. It was just kind of me and my games and the TV. Do you think that weed means that you have a social life? <laughs> because well, it is the opposite, my friend. No. I will tell you that weed has helped me has helped keep me from a social life. No, people For get together and smoke weed. They bond over herbal things. Yeah, this I'm isn't sure. a Grateful Dead commercial. I'm just <laughs> I'm surprised the man has a German flag hanging on the back of his wall. I thought the light might have been coming from a burning cross. Yeah, this but, is like actually that's very interesting though. Yeah. So why what makes you think Skinwalker? Where are you from? Like where where what uh, part of the country? is uh, this is like East Coast rural Maryland, uh, like farm touch. You know, have you heard yeah. about the concept of glitches in the Matrix? Of course, like I, I th- yeah. it could be something along yeah. those lines. That's that subreddit. Yeah, where you kind of see something like that because reality's a fucking hologram, mm-hmm. um, if, and you can sometimes in- throw an imprint of reality into reality from your own center, your own fucking mind, man. And I'm saying, don't look at me. I'm Kizzle. not looking at you. I'm just saying, but it's true. Sometimes you can kind of build these things because, again, like I told Darcy, who was who called into the show, perception with ritual mm-hmm. creates reality. reality. Um, or, you know what? Get that college degree <laughs> and have an actual boss and really make something out of your life. Did you go and speak to your sister and ask her if her face was um, dripping off of her skull the night before by any chance? Oh. Well, well, we lost Chris, unfortunately. Uh, oh, but, no. But, oh, no. I think he had a little bit of... It must be a doom-related problem with the <laughs> yeah. satellite feed, correct? Maybe. But a hell of a story about the skinwalker... You yeah. never know what's going to happen when you look out the window. That's why I always say, uh, you know, paint over them black. You know, you do say you say you have a lot of sayings, but most of the time when you say that you've had a saying, it's the first time I've heard you say it. Yeah, it's, it's the first time I'm expressing it out loud. I got a bunch in here. So you just sit <laughs> and stare uh, at your own windows all day long and you're like, paint them black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what that song's about? I thought, I thought it was it- about Larry Bird wishing he was Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so oh, Chris is coming back. Oh, okay. are you back, Chris? Yeah, sorry. 
You look a little bit more relaxed. I don't see the I don't see the head of that girl that you were with. I saw her. I saw her. She handed him the uh, the laptop. That she's very sweet. So what were we talking about? We were discussing how. Uh, yeah. So he saw his uh, his sister's face dripping off of her body, and he did not go into the room. And uh, now, did you did you speak to your sister about what you saw the next day? No. And you still haven't spoken to her about it to this day. No. Um, Chris, I'm about no, to blow your really mind. Talk. You don't have a sister. <laughs> you never did. Dude. You never had a sister. That's what we're here to do. No, this is my problem, but this is a thing. So call her right now. Can you got her cell phone number? Yeah. Call her up on the phone right now <laughs> mm-hmm. and ask her if she remembers that night. When she just was say, a skinwalker. Literally just be like, well, it's like almost 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> call her and be like, wake up, wake up, wait a second. Were you outside? Have you been outside? Okay. Right. Okay, my sister's here. Okay. What's your sister's yeah. name? Yeah. Her name's Caroline. Hey, Caroline. Hi. How are you? Good. Um, we're so. Do you know what last podcast on the left is? What? Cool. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so your brother is on a podcast right now, and he was discussing how he woke up one evening, looked out the window, and he believes that he saw you, and your face was melting off your skull. What? Yep. Yeah, what, like, it was, like, winter break, like, three years ago. I was, you know how I'm always downstairs late playing video games? Drinking orange yeah. juice. Anything. So I yeah. thought, like, I saw you outside walking in the backyard. Like, I thought, like, I thought it was you because it had your clothes on, but it wasn't, like, your full face. It was kind of not fully formed. Does that freak um, you out, Carolyn? Does that make you upset that that is even real, that you did that? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> How's your face? <laughs> is your face present? What? Is your face your intact? Face? Like, do you got a full face on your on your skull? Yeah. For cool. now. Okay, before <laughs> cool. it's before midnight. Are you tripping balls of mushrooms right now? Did you get a call at a bad time? Because I have school tomorrow. Oh, okay. Oh, you're a, oh, you're a, you're a, you're a kid. All right. Well, we just wanted to let you know that your brother Chris thinks that you might be a skinwalker. So next time you guys have a family get together, bring it up around the dinner table and try to solve it amongst yourselves. Yes. And if you would like to consult the Wikipedia page for skinwalker, please do so before said dinner. Yeah. All right. It froze again. We're going to assume that she said yes. We're helping families. Get along here on the last podcast on the left. Great story from Chris Kruger and great uh, the sister. What was it? Caroline Kruger. <laughs> All right, Marcus, who do we got? We got Ellie on the line? Yeah, we got Ellie on the line. Mm. So, Ellie, tell us about this house that you grew up in. Okay, so I grew up on a little flower farm in rural Michigan. So, I got to give you some backstory on this place, or this won't be as spooky as it could be. So the original structure was just two rooms, and it was a doctor's office. The area that we lived in used to be a little village. And so this was built in maybe, I don't know, sometime in the 1800s. So then later on in the 50s, the original two-room structure was built onto to turn the building into a home. Okay. So my parents moved into this place in the early 80s, and the prior inhabitants had apparently been an elderly couple. And this is the story we heard from the neighbors. So I, I have no way of knowing if this is absolutely true, but this was the story. 
So this elderly couple used to have their grandson come visit them, and he would stay in the room that became my bedroom. And apparently one day he was outside playing, and they had one of those in-window air conditioners, and apparently it wasn't grounded very well, and he stood up and his head touched the bottom of it, and it electrocuted him, and he died. Hell yeah, like the movie no, Shocker. Yeah, did he get <laughs> superpowers? Oh yeah, and like Ernest goes to jail as oh, well. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we've got this. We've got this house. The middle part of it used to be a doctor's office. My room, apparently, someone electrocuted in. Okay, so lots of creepy things would happen in this house, and it wasn't just me who experienced these things. It was my parents. It was my younger brother. Sometimes all of us together. Sometimes you know individually. And something that would happen frequently is we would hear a child's voice calling for their mother. And it's hard to describe this voice. It sounded too clear. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like it wasn't an actual sound, like you were almost hearing it inside of your head. And sometimes we would all hear it together or my parents would hear it in the middle of the night and get up to check on us. My brother and I totally asleep. Something else that would happen is I'd be laying in bed and I'd get a feeling like my cat had jumped up on the end of the bed and was like walking around on the end of the bed. So I'd call for the cat, nothing. Turn on the lamp, nothing there. But it would still feel like something was sitting at the end of my bed. Uh, My brother's room had some weird things happen in it and his room was part of what used to be the old doctor's office. He had one of those double tape decks in his room And we'd just be hanging out, playing in the living room or whatever. And then all of a sudden, the stereo would just blare on. Whatever, like, little kid tape he had in the tape deck at the time would just come blaring out. And we'd walk into his room to check it out, and the play button was pushed down on the stereo, and no one had touched it. Um, We'd have things happen, like the TV would just start changing channels rapidly with no one touching it, that sort of thing. So the creepiest thing that ever happened Mm. was one day I was at home, and I was alone, and I remember that it was, it was sometime in the summer and it was late afternoon and I'm just hanging out in the living room, reading a book or doing something. And then all of a sudden, all of these electronics in our house turn on by themselves. And so you're thinking, okay, power surge, that's not that odd. But my brother had one of those big, I don't remember what this thing was, some big plastic G.I. Joe toy that was hanging out in the living room where you push the buttons and it made like, you know, machine gun sounds and Mm. bomb sounds and stuff. This thing starts going off on its own Mm. and other battery operated toys going off on their own. The microwave in the kitchen turned on, the alarm clock, the alarm clock radio in my room went off, just all of these things at the same time, just out of nowhere. And all the hair stood up on the back of my neck. I'm like, what's going on? And I guess I was freaked out, but I wasn't especially scared. Like, I didn't feel threatened or like anything bad was going to happen. It was just very, very strange. And there was definitely a weird, like, the air felt electric. Mm. And so I sit there for a second, like, is this going to stop? Like, I, I don't really know what to do. And after a couple minutes, I'm like, I don't think this is going to stop. So I actually had to go around the house and unplug things and pull the batteries out of toys and such to get them to stop. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, Ghost in the Machine, dude. Woo! It's like fucking anime, <laughs> man. Well, well, it sounds like the kid was just trying to have a good time. 
play with some toys. Maybe he was making Pop-Tarts in the microwave. You also literally just described three events that just happened on a... a we just had another girl come on named Darcy who uh, b- described the same shit about uh, disembodied voice, which is really true because if we want to look at that, all consciousness is remote, right? And it's up in the cloud. Again, don't put anything in the cloud. Not even naughty that's thoughts. That's right. Um, no nudes. But they... Um, the, we're that's how where the disembodied voices kind of come from is that our brains are like yeah. antennas, uh, mm-hmm. and also the feeling of a uh, weight or literally a, a a presence sitting on their bed while they're sleeping, and then uh, electronic disturbances, which is of course because you're dealing with a fucking you're literally dealing with a Raiden. child ghost. Yeah, yeah. yeah he wants to play with the toys. Um, it's very interesting, and I, also why like uh, people also have very personal feelings uh, with entities depending on what their their aims are where you're literally just dealing with a kid who doesn't know he's dead probably yeah yeah and it's funny that because the uh, the the last girl that called in she talked about it like it was the scariest thing that had ever happened to her it's something that haunts her with you it seems more matter of fact like yeah this was creepy but I was okay with it yeah, and maybe I just, you know, and I was a kid myself, so maybe I just didn't know enough to be frightened, but it mm. didn't feel malevolent to me. I, and it didn't I, feel malevolent to anyone in my family, so we just sort of put up with it. You know, we didn't feel like, oh, this is something we need to take care of. We need to make this stop. It was just sort of like, right. this is what's happening. And I think it, maybe if my family had had a different response to it, I might have been more frightened, but no, I didn't, I didn't get the sense that I should be scared. But I think but I, you would get it loud and clear. You know what I mean? Like, if it was malevolent, I think you would have experienced that, like, because it's an inner thing. It's a presence thing. It would have felt cold. It would have felt like it was trying to do something bad to you. You hear that all the time. Again, with the previous caller who said this entity sat in her bed, but it made her, her like, freak out. And it was, like, it was a menacing Well, it was quality. a huge Wisconsin beast man. <laughs> yes. This is a cat. A cat is much nicer to have sit on your bed. A ghost cat. But I had a, a girlfriend in college no, you that um, I... <laughs> You did? <laughs> People have touched me uh-huh. over time. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but there is a... Uh, she used to talk to a guy named Mr. Ghosty Man that used to be in her family's house and then followed her to her dorm. And what she would do is... Uh, this was, I knew her after she had lived in the dorm, but she used to like have a cereal box and she would be like, Hey, Mr. Ghosty Man, are you there? And then she'd take a cereal box and put it in one corner of the dorm room and whatever it was would toss it across the room. And it became like a game mm. to them, but it was not a menacing thing. It was not an evil entity. It was just more playful. It would be kind of good to bring that ghost around if you're playing cornhole. <laughs> maybe he's a good cornhole ghost, something like that. I would say your girlfriend maybe not a creative writing major with she Mr. Was, Ghosty Ghost Man. She, was a, she actually was a creative writing major. <laughs> um, okay. She was a poetry major, oh, which in, uh, yeah. if you ever want to, if you're dating someone who's a poetry major, just know that that's translation for professional liar. Always, yeah. And always Always going to be broke. Well, Ellie, thank you so much for calling. I guess the major point of the story is get central air. Yeah, no, you know? no, no air conditioning. No air conditioning at all? None. None, okay. Central air, come on. It gets, I, I sweat in my sleep. Oh, yeah. Just till I'm slick wet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you ever try to make contact with this ghost? Uh, actually, I really wanted to. Um, it might be, this might be why I have a Ouija board collection now, but mm. I was not allowed to because my parents are quite religious. And they were not into letting me have any kind of seance or try contacting the spirit at all because, you know, that could open the floodgates. Meanwhile, you're like, yes. I'm in love with a ghost boy, mom, just to like make <laughs> yeah. just to be rebellious. <laughs> Thank you very much for calling in, Ellie. 
Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs>
it's tough when you're the only four-year-old with a rolled-up pack of cigarettes in your sleeve and you just want to be a man. Well, that would be the cool if you were four, because then you could be handing around cigarettes to the adults. Right. Well, if I have a kid, the first thing I'm going to do is load his diaper up with little airplane bottles of booze <laughs> and then just pass them around to all my guests, my many galas. All right. <laughs> so you're hanging out with your sister in the woods. You're four-year-olds. You're chain-smoking. Well, no, I'm following her at this point, and she notices me, but she'll claim to this day that she didn't notice me. And so then she started to run off, and I wanted to follow her because she was still doing the cool things that I couldn't do, like hang out with people. And so I chased after her, and I could not catch up to her. And so she went, she went off deeper into the woods than I could go. And so then I remembered just everything getting really black. The trees got really, really tall, taller than they ever were to me. And I just I got so disoriented. I got... I started walking, and then I realized that I had no idea where I was, and so I started to cry, as a typical four-year-old would do in this situation. And I kept walking and walking, and the sun started off high up in the sky, and by this point, I just couldn't see it. It was just pitch black. And eventually, all of a sudden, I just get this, this feeling that I know where to go. I know what to do. It's not like a hand grabbed me or like a an entity like led me out of the woods. It was more like their spirit filled me with the knowledge of where to go. And so I just start to walk towards the exit and I finally come out on the street and this guy is this older feller is calling to me like, you know, Hey, what's wrong? You need any help? And I'm just telling him like, yeah, I'm, I'm lost. I just, I don't know where to go. And he's like, Oh, what's your name? And I told him I'm Nathan. And he's like, Oh, and he, he, he knew my mother's name. He knew her right off the bat. He knew where I lived he knew everything about me. He's like, yeah, I, I can bring you right up to her. Hop into my truck. And mm. so he has this mm. old uh, light blue Ford pickup truck. It has dents. It's rusted. It's it's old. I get into this his truck, and it's just a bench seat, and it has holes, and it has the fabric coming out and the innards of it just seeping out. And he takes me right up to my house. But by this point, it was... What I remember it to be was about the sun was starting to set. And I don't think he did anything to me because he had the hots for my mom. And so mm. I think he thought that this would get him closer to my mom. You can't start dating a woman by molesting her son. <laughs> no, no. you got to end it with that. Yeah, that's how that usually works in the circle of molestation. Yes, that's true. Hmm. So I think he just wanted to impress my mother by bringing me home safe and sound and being the... Uh, the night that he wasn't. I'm going to say that if I was your mother, I'd be fucking way concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be yes. like, stop picking up my son in the woods. Where did you come? Where did you even find him? Oh, you're no, like, I was, yeah. I was on a street and she did run over and grab me and hug me and cried. A little yeah. Bit. But then yeah. you have to hear the, the guy's story about how he's just like, I just found him out here on the street. <laughs> oh, and I no. saw a ghost next to him was leading him out of the forest. And I right. was like, get away, ghost, get away. And the ghost just looked like a police officer. And I just hit the police officer officer. Yep, Nathan's spooky ooky ride home. Very scary. Never trust a man with a tore up car seat. Mm-mm. That's what I always say. That means he gets angry and stabs it when there's no one in the passenger seat. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he's stabbing it because it's empty. Well, <laughs> it's quite possibly that you um, that you 
were drawn by an inner force meeting an outer force that protected you. Sometimes I believe, as all as is true, our brains are antennas for psychic activity because consciousness exists in the cloud. So entities that we confer with, whether they be ETs or phantoms mm-hmm. or uh, people that you talk to inside of your apartment because all you got is two fish in there. Don't save any of your personal nudes in the cloud, though. Those <laughs> will get hacked. Nothing and in the cloud. We talked about this cloud. last episode. Nothing, no, no nothing the in the cloud. Wow, those are amazing stories, you know. Uh, thank you so much, Nathan. I'm so happy that you survived. Uh, honestly, not just this day, but seems like every day of your life up until you were 18. It seems like your mother just kind of put you in the woods there at a, at a young age. <laughs> and I'm going to put it age. on you Good work on you yeah. not being molested. Mm-hmm. That's right. You yeah. noticed that he was probably going for the creepy touch, and you defended yourself. And sometimes the best way to protect yourself from being molested as a child is to not remember it. <laughs> That's another good point. Yeah, that could be the point. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so nice to have a survivor such as yourself on the show, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you cool. so much, man. Yeah, this thanks, is great. Yeah, thanks so much, dude, for Crushed calling it. in. Hail Satan. Um, all right, we don't. What's your name? I'm sorry, I don't even know. I'm Katie Gleasing. So you have a snake story for us? Uh, kind of, yes. Hmm. I have a reptile person story for you. Oh, okay. well, of course, right. yeah, of course. <laughs> a reptilian person story for you. That's great. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just was reading an article about a woman who said that she was taken to the inside of the moon to be raped by a reptilian for three days. <laughs> and you were reading an article? It was an yeah. article. Oh, okay. How'd that go for? She didn't like it. Mm. <laughs> but I will tell you, but, but then she ended up owning three iguanas, so I think in the end, um, something <laughs> got changed well, maybe inside she, of her. Yeah, she might have given birth to him. All right, do I tell the story now? Yeah. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so I used to work at a reptile store here in southern Indiana, and it was like reptiles, exotic fish, lots and lots of hamsters, because there's a plethora of those all the time. But um, this guy, he used to come in and just kind of start up conversation with me and not end it. Mm. And it's so you mean a, that's a relationship is what you mean. <laughs> yeah, classic Kissel. That's what that sounds like to me. Hmm, Three-hour conversation with a creepy guy about the reproductive habits of bearded dragons. Ben Kissel, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how he dates. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But so he would come in just like... Every day, and it got really, really creepy, like hands-on, touchy-feely, which reptile people Mm. are kind of like that. They're just kind of touchy with each other and understandable, but this was a little more than that. But uh, so he ended up following me out to my car after we would close, and my boss would be like, hey, Katie, so yeah, get in the back, creepy guy's here. And actually, like, had me hide because he was absolutely terrifying. So I quit that job kind of because of him and was like, oh, my God, if this guy ever finds me, blah, blah, blah. I don't want him to, like, find me on Facebook or any of that nasty shit. So I was just watching the news with my parents a couple years ago. And there's this horrifying story of a man who had killed and eaten his ex-girlfriend. Hmm. And I looked at my dad and I said, hey, dad, remember that guy from the reptile store? That's him. And Damn. he killed and ate his ex-girlfriend. Ooh, so you man. said that she, he ate her head, heart, and part of her lungs? 
Well, he actually like came to he he broke she broke up with him because he was batshit insane. Right. Understandably. So she calls the police, has him escorted off of her property. Um, the next day, the mm. did your lights just flicker? Maybe we have fluorescent lighting in here, and it's not very okay. good. Don't don't oh. don't worry about dog meat unless you just see like a Japanese girl like wet with like <laughs> yeah, black yeah, yeah. hair like rise <laughs> behind his shoulder. And even then, don't ruin the date. Just let it. That's uh, that's all, Marcus. He's into that stuff. All right, awesome. But um. So her, she didn't show up for work the next day. The police had been to her house the night before. She had been texting her coworker, "Hey, this my ex boyfriend's crazy and he's at my house and I had to call the police and the police are gone now." And she stopped texting them or stopped texting the coworker. And the next day she didn't show up for work. So her coworker was like, "Okay, that's weird." Calls her cell phone, and he actually answered the cell phone, mm. saying that he was her brother. And coworker didn't buy that. It's uh-huh. me, Stacy. Everything's <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> Coming into work. Sorry, I got a case of the heart burps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then um, she was like, "Okay, that totally wasn't her brother." So mm. I'm gonna call the police and do a welfare check. And the police arrive to the house, knock on the door, and he answers, covered in blood, just. Covered in blood. Right. Sorry, guys. I seem to have dropped my ketchup collection. Uh. <laughs> Let me get a fresh shirt on. Well, you heard the man. We better just get on to the next job then. <laughs> I think we learned two things from this story. Number one, that bearded dragon-like dialogue worked on at least one, one, woman. one woman. I know. I'm kind of encouraged, actually. <laughs> yeah, they, it worked. Number two, you know if you're dating a cannibal, if at any point during your lovemaking, he takes a half a lemon wrapped in rosemary and puts it up inside of your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> because that's called making aromatics. Oh, yeah. It might really work, though. Who knows? I learned that from Barefoot Contessa. <laughs> yep. Do you, uh, do you date anybody who likes uh, reptiles or amphibians any longer? Um, my fiance is actually kind of weird. Like he likes all animals and is not as keen on snakes, but mm-hmm. his parents have snakes. Well, to take Henry's advice a little bit further, remove all the spices from your house. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you ever buy, yeah. if you never notice, he's buying like stacks and stacks and stacks of aluminum foil. Mm. He's gonna broil you. Yep. <laughs> so be careful. Oh, yeah. Wow, well, thank you so much for that story. I mean, how horrifying to actually confront uh, evil like that face-to-face and avoid it. You are very, very smart, and we ever, we never victim blame, but if you ever feel like the person who's talking to you is possibly a cannibal, feel free to break off the relationship. Tell them. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Maybe sometimes you need to just, I would say, give someone the benefit of the doubt and be like, hey, sure. I... I I'm down. Hey, right. d- hey, Daryl. It's been fun talking. Got a feeling you may be trying to eat me. Right. And then if he goes like, ah, you got me, then you know he's a cannibal. Right, 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 right. Well, I'm happy you found love with your fiance. Uh, have a good wedding. Thanks for we'll the try. invitation. H- happy Halloween. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll, we will definitely be there. If you want, you can. It's going to be an open reception, so. Hell yeah, we we'll drink a shit ton of booze. Yeah. yeah. Down, we'll have it, and we can feed y'all too. Hey, Excellent. all right, wow, Excellent. Happy hail ending. Satan! Yeah, hail Satan! Excellent. <laughs> have a, have <laughs> a good. Who's <laughs> the most bored hail Satan I've ever heard? Yeah, hail, hail Satan. Satan! Cool. Oh my God! Well, thank you so much, and I'm happy you survived. Thank you so much, Katie. <laughs>
We got Stacy right. from Washington calling in here, Marcus. She's got a bunch of good stories. Oh yes, yeah, so you got something that happened to you today? Yes. So I work. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be very vague for obvious reasons. HIPAA, etc. Um, I work in a juvenile detention facility that's that's based out of uh, basically like Seattle Tacoma area, and uh, I work for the government. And we get kids referred to us, and generally. Our kids are not violent. These are kids who, you know, turn to drugs too young, um, theft, you know, petty, the kind of petty shit that teenagers get into. Yeah. Well, we had somebody, we had a case manager attempt to refer a kid to us who had homicidal ideation, um, admitted that he got erect by thinking about murdering people. He's 15. Hmm. Um, Hmm. The fantasies aren't working for him anymore. So now he wants to try actually killing someone. Stated that he roams his neighborhood with a machete looking for a cat to kill. And he wants to bury the pieces of the cat after he kills it so that a tree can grow over it so he can get hard every time he looks at the tree. You know, there um some people grow up wanting to be president and we don't right. shut them down. <laughs> no, we don't. And we I don't. think that sometimes it's about you follow a dream outside of a box because we all live in a box. And sometimes right. your dream takes a hold of a balloon and goes up out of a box. And sometimes I'm not going to say you be a killer, mm. but I'm saying you allow a kid to follow his dreams. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the well, phrase I want to see the blood run out of them was directly quoted. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, sadly, we had to to. Put him to down. Pass on that little precious gem. You had to yeah. put him down. Sounds like a sweet I kid. I wish. Uh, maybe there's a hog farm that he can go work <laughs> at. He can just be a creepy character, like straight out of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre type town. This is also maybe, the type of thing but... where a sarcasm font would really help. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Stacy, what? Yes. D- tell us about. Uh, you, you have a story um, that involves. Uh, I guess it all it all started in the woods in the swimming area. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this took place in the summer of 1995 when I graduated from high school. So I had just gotten back. I'd spent two weeks in Honduras doing mission for my church. So, you know, we'd been doing stuff like pouring foundations and getting diarrhea. I'd come home and I wanted to cut loose. So my friends and I got this bright idea. Hey, we're going to sneak into the local sort of, I think it's technically a state park. It closes at sunset. We're going to, we're going to sneak in and we're going to go skinny dipping. So we drive in. It's a ways outside of town. And there's the, the only way to drive in, there's a high banked road that's built up. Uh, it, so it's probably 20 feet up from the pasture that runs on the other side of it. And it's about a fourth of a mile drive in. Well, to keep people out, they just have a cattle gate that they close across it. However, if you park on the riverside, you can walk in through the woods, which is what we did. So the whole time we're walking in, we're freaking each other out. I had a friend who was about in tears because she was a giant pussy. And, you know, we kept screaming that Bob from Twin Peaks was going to get her. Mm. And uh, 1995. So 1995. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Twin Peaks yeah. is a great show for our yes. younger listeners. <laughs> Twin Peaks is a great show. Well, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, you can check and it out. And Twin Peaks was filmed, was actually filmed about an hour away from us. That's, so oh, Twin that's, Peaks oh, is a little more common. And, <laughs> anyway, so we're, we, we're walking in and everything's typical. You know, we've got flashlights. We're laughing. We're tripping each other. We make it in. Shuck our clothes jump into the water, you know, we're a slasher film, just waiting to happen. And one of the girls who was with us, she's really nervous because her dad's a cop. So 
we're in the water and it's nowhere near as like fun and you know shenanigany as we were hoping but because... you guys were splashing each other a little bit and... oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it's we kind of spanking each other yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... you know we scissored tenderly in the moonlight oh, oh yes yes and uh, but like you know it's dark you can't see the rock so we're stepping on him my feet hurt the water's cold it's been very disappointing so far this evening so we're trying to get out get dressed and all of a sudden everybody's heart sinks because we see a flashlight coming towards us so so you know this person's probably about 40 feet away and we're thinking fuck it's the cops you know we're like fuck 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 get your clothes on get your clothes on you know get your clothes on then we'll just get in trouble for trespassing they can't prove anything if we're clothed so i'm trying so i'm shimmying into these stupid shorts Mm. which which are sticking to my legs jumping up and down and all of a sudden the girl whose father is a cop very slowly she says uh that's not a cop we're like, what, what do you mean? How do you know it's not a cop? She said, if it was a cop, he would have identified himself by now. So and so this person's coming towards us, and we're like, we're like, well, what the fuck do we do? He's between us and where we came in. So, so logistically, he's between us and our car. So we start to run towards the trees, and all of a sudden, the flashlight starts jiggling really fast, and we realize he's chasing us. Mm. So we're like, fuck, this isn't just some you know highly improbable coincidence of you know two groups of people meeting in a state park after hours who shouldn't have been there yeah he's not just like the world's luckiest dude no (laughs) just like stumbling upon 18 year old girls yeah exactly this this was not uh this was not a dear penthouse forum kind of thing yeah me and my delta kai brothers are just coming here with three (laughs) cases of booze and we really didn't know where else to stay but if you guys want to get jamming (laughs) (laughs) so well, we get to the pet section, and because of the trees, there are these deep hollows. So uh, just in a spur of the moment, whomever was uh, in front of us, probably my friend Kari, says, down there. So we jump down into this, this little hollow, and we press ourselves up against the side and cover ourselves. Kari and Jessica had a um, dark plaid blanket that Kari had kept in the back of her car, and so they actually blended in pretty well. I had a baby blue beach blanket. So I'm terrified thinking that, you know, if he shines a flashlight over here, they may blend in. But if he sees like even a scrap of that towel, we're fucked. And that was the longest couple of seconds of my entire life. But this is also kind of where shit gets weird. So we had run and the pet area, the parking terminates, the the, um, um, asphalted parking terminates and it just becomes a gravel overflow. So anyway, uh, we had the the gravel, right? So every footfall we're taking, super duper loud, but we can hear him behind us. So we're, we're hunkered down in this hollow. We can hear him walking on the gravel and the gravel goes for, you know, it's a wide gravel expanse because it's for parking. So we can hear him like shifting his weight on the gravel. We can hear his breathing. At one point, I peeked my head out from underneath the towel and I shit you not, I saw his flashlight beam slide across Kari's blanket. So I'm thinking, that's it, we're fucked. He's found us. At, at this point, he's just screwing with us. And so I, it was the weirdest sensation of wanting to scream just because of the tension and also wanting to run, right? We wanted, I wanted to bolt and run. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. What are we going to do? What if he's got a gun? And all of a sudden, I hear Kari say, Okay, he's gone. Let's go. And I'm going, what the fuck are you talking about? He's standing on the gravel. I heard him a minute ago. We look up. Nobody's there. 
he's gone. There's no fucking way this guy could have snuck up, snuck away on an expanse of gravel that's probably 20 feet in either direction. I mean, you can't tiptoe on gravel. All right, fine, Ooh. whatever. I was panicked, mm. right? So maybe yeah. I just didn't hear it. So we're like, well, who gives a shit? Fuck it, we're out of here. So we get up, we run, we run through the parking lot. The parking lot leads to the high banked road that I mentioned before. So we're going to walk out on on the on this. We're not going to go through the woods again. And like I've never before, you know, ever been like so scared that I wanted to pee myself. But I yeah. I very easily could have lost control of my bladder. Like if somebody had come running at me, I would have peed myself. No questions asked. Honest to God, would have just let go. It's I mean, also a good defensive uh, maneuver. Yeah. Well, That's absolutely, right. unless they're really Piss into on him, it. Puke on them, do what you got to do. Frogs do it. Yeah, unless it's some And truth. so I'm wheezing and I'm gasping. I mean, secrecy is not, it's not in the cards at this juncture for me. Jessica and Kari ran up ahead. My other friend, Bevan, stayed back behind with us. And, or, or with me, I'm sorry. We walked out catch up to Jessica and Kari and they're at the, the, the cattle gate that's crossing the road. And I'm thinking, why haven't you guys jumped the gate and gotten in the car? And they look terrified. So we catch up to them and we see that where we can see the car, we can see the parking lot that we parked in and where, um, Kari had parked, you know, when we had parked, obviously the parking lot was empty. We wouldn't have snuck in if it hadn't been. There are now two cars. One of the cars is on and someone is in it. Mm. So we're like, okay, Who's this person? How does this person play into it? So finally, after a few minutes of standing there, we're like, fuck it. I want to go home. I want out of this park. I want this night to be over. We climb over the gate and there was a like decorative square of greenery in the center of the parking lot with like railroad styles driven upright as like crude fencing. So we're like, fuck it. We'll just keep that between us and this car. And if they, you know, try and run us over or something, they'll hit the railroad ties and they'll hurt themselves before they hurt us. So this car, which is, has been started, backs out of its spot and then turns to climb up onto the country road that, you know, leads away from here. But as they drive away, they start laying on the horn. And it's very rhythmic. It's like, wah, wah. And they did it the whole way up onto the road. So at this point in time, we're like, fuck it. I want his, I want his license plate number. We're going to get his license plate number and we're going to give it to Jessica's dad. So we all pile into the car and we go chasing after him. And this is, okay, and this is where it gets really weird. But I swear to God, none of this is made up. So we're following this guy and about a mile down the road, maybe less, there used to be a slaughterhouse. And right in front of the slaughterhouse, there was a access road i guess you'd call it you could use it to get like you know out into the toolies like further out into the toolies but i think you could also merge onto the freeway with it this motherfucker sped up and but it was like watching a, a, a tape and fast forward we were i mean granted we were driving like a 1987 chevy chevelle which isn't known for its get up and go but we couldn't keep up with him and when they decided to speed up, it was like they were gone. They were down that road and mm. gone before we could even process it. Like it was literally like if we had just been watching a screen and somebody had fast forwarded a car, it disappeared that fast. Mm. So the really weird part I is really... we're, we're talking afterwards and you know, we're trying to like figure out if we should tell Jessica's dad. So we're like, all right, well, we can at least tell them what kind of car it is so they can be on the lookout for the, the car. And we didn't think to look at the, the car that was still parked in the lot. 
all four of us saw four different things. Now, bystander fallibility, like I know bystander, like like an eyewitness is like the, the worst like evidence that you can bring to something. But this was we all four saw something different to the point where I swear to God, it was like a four door sedan. Kari saw a, a very small two door yellow pickup truck. I mean, you don't fucking confuse a sedan right. for a pickup truck. And uh, one of them, I think it was Bevan, saw a sports car, and Jessica saw a van. Weird. Wow, that's Damn. phenomenal. That's, that's really weird. Well, right. Well, and just... so, so you know, we drove back to into town, and just none of us left each other until sunset. We all went over. Jessica was house sitting, and we went over with her, and, and you just guys... sat in the house. She was house sitting until sunrise because we were too scared to separate. And at that point, when you guys got back home, you were still a little bit wet from the water, and you were still wearing white shirts <laughs> no, and things like time, that. At that point in time, uh, the only wet would have been sweat from mm. the asthma attack oh, and okay. the panic attack on the. So it stopped being vaguely lesbian sexy. Mm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm afraid that. that the sexy pillow fighting was long gone. And this was more of the, I want to crawl into bed with my mommy and daddy because they can protect me. Wow. Still sexy. Well, <laughs> you clearly have not seen pictures of my dad. Yeah. But yeah, to this day and, and you know, like I've taken my nephews out there a couple of times during high summer, basically only when my arm was twisted so that they could swim, but I don't swim out there anymore. Interesting. Well, thank you so much. I'm definitely going to, if I ever do get a case of the runs, diarrhea, I will definitely call it uh, pow- pouring foundation. Pouring some foundation. Pouring right? some foundation. Yeah. yeah from pouring foundation in well, a third world country. Well, I'm glad mm-hmm. you're alive. Thank you. Yeah. I am too. Yes. Uh, and then we all learned the lesson today. Don't go skinny dipping unless there's uh, only just your, by yourself. Well, you I guess, or just don't go skinny dipping in Washington State. You go skinny dipping by yourself, Jaws are going to get you. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah, true. So maybe or it's an odd number. Some kind of, of a Jason knockoff will get you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like this guy, Flashlight Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe we was just running out there to tell you, like, it's dangerous to swim <laughs> at nighttime. It's them. dangerous. I have to catch them. But when we talked about it afterwards, we th- my my opinion and the others agreed with me is that the guy in the car that we tried to follow was honking to tell the guy that was still in there that we were out there now. Oh, you like know. I think that's why he was doing the rhythmic honk honk honk. Like they're like oh they're gone. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Well, thank you, thank you so much for sharing that, Stace. Yeah, thank yeah, you so absolutely. much for calling Thanks in. Thanks guys for having me on. That was a creepy one. I loved it. I'm shaking to the core. I'm shaking to the core. Wow, I don't even know if I can speak after that. Oh, that is scarier than after a telephone conversation with my mother. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That usually involves the story about how the dog is still barely alive. We put the dog down. You did? <laughs> yep. My mom had to put the dog down because the vet, my mom brought the dog in. The vet's like, uh, mm-hmm. this thing's too fat to live. And they, she, she's like, so we got to kill it. My mom's like, okay. This hasn't been revealed on any show yet, has it? No. Nope. It it, it's just a few days ago. This is very new information. So it's fresh. I've like had a relationship with this dog for four years. <laughs> yeah, well, now it is a fat old ghost dog. Your mom and, fed uh, it to death? Yep. Yes. And I'm just saying, <laughs> thank God the pediatrician doesn't allow fucking euthanasia on children, because if they saw us when we were kids, we would have gotten the same death sentence. <laughs> oh, my God. No disease in the dog, just too None. fat. None. Just too too big to move. Wow. Too big to fail, but guess what? He That's failed. not true when you're a dog. <laughs> no. Because you can be way too big to live. Right. 
<laughs> wow. So that's oh. scary as well. That is scary. Halloween. Huh? Um, thank you so much for all the call-ins this year. I mean, phenomenal stuff. And for everyone who wrote in for the Creepypasta episodes... Uh, thank you guys so much, we man. Have this been, is great this year. It's great. We're celebrating Halloween. I yep. fucking, I'm just, I'm, again, I'm stronger. I jump higher this time of year. I can drink more booze. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I'm lactating, <laughs> yeah, which I find is weird. I do think that is odd. And yeah. I brought it to the doctor, and he said, this isn't milk. This is toaster strudel icing. <laughs> mm. So something's happening. You're becoming a strudel. Love Halloween. Huh. Um, that's amazing, Henry. Thank you. And I, I feel bad for your doctor. Uh, oh, he gets his. Yeah. He gets his pound uh, of flesh. All right. So let's see here. Uh, at the end of this month here, October 24th, we'll be doing the live show right yeah. here at the Creek in the Cave. It's going to be extremely fun. I'm going to have to fucking Skype in because I'm still going to be in Toronto, but I'm going to Skype into that, in that piece of shit and right, we'll, see my face. We'll have you Skype in for a bit. Hesitant. You're off the show, Henry. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah. uh, thank you so much. Happy Halloween, everyone. Great October. We've got a couple of more great shows for you anyway coming up in this month. Yeah, absolutely. Our next episode, we're going to be teaching you guys a little bit of fucking magic. We're going to be focusing our wills next week, and we're going to have a couple of actual magicians on the show. This right. ritual creates perception, creates reality, reality, and we are going to have two people that are genuine magicians. Um, you'd expect them to be richer <laughs> mm, um, yeah. but they're going to well, answer your okay. questions okay well we will say this uh, as we speak one of these magicians is in an oyster castle in denmark is the oyster castle run by a uh, burping whale that lives <laughs> under the ground oh yes <laughs> but there'd be no oysters left <laughs> a sea otter type creature um, but uh yes let's continue to celebrate halloween next yeah. week and ooh Satan's coming back, and guess what? When Satan comes, it means a it's a no shirt zone for everybody. But mm. oh, and a don't forget about with the wizards. If you would like to ask a question of our wizards, we've got one chaos magician and one OTO guy. That would be sex magic, correct? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex magic. He sex also does magic. a lot of DMT. Yeah, oh, ton so. of DMT. And if you have any questions for them that we can uh, ask them on air, write to cavecomedyradio at gmail And Amazing. I hope you guys are ready to eat a whole bunch of your significant other's semen and or menstrual blood. <laughs> yeah. Because there is a lot of that uh-huh. in magic. <laughs> Sounds fascinating. Um, and also the t-shirts. You can find the yeah, t-shirts cavecomedyradio.com yeah. slash merch. You can get your last podcast on the left t-shirt featuring all three of our smiling faces. Yeah, and you can find Marcus on Twitter at Marcus Parks. I'm at Ben Kissel. Henry Zabrowski is at Henry Loves You and the podcast is at LP on the left. Check it out. Follow us on Twitter for the fucking updates. And if you don't, yeah. I'll kill your families. Well, that's what I'll do. That'd be a lot of and work. And leave a five star fucking review in iTunes. Because if you don't, I'll take your father and I'll stick a fucking Q tip up his penis. And I'll be like, I'm testing you for gonorrhea, even though he knows he hasn't had sex with your mother for 20 years. Well, you never know what's happening. Um, <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for supporting other shows here. Top Hat Roundtable, page seven, uh, section of the human activities. CCR is crushing. Yes, we uh, are. We're doing fucking great out there. We are there. doing Brighter great. Side is also very Brighter good. Brighter Side. Yeah, mm-hmm. we never, yeah, Brighter Side. Yeah. Check that show out. Um, yeah, everything is going very, very well. Let's yeah. see. I'm going to give them a gustillations. I'm going to say a hail yourselves because this Halloween season is all about uh, you it's all about us, and it's all about us being together. Yeah, absolutely. That is almost Christmas-like, the way you said that, it. And well, you know what? After yeah. you said it, now I'm mad. <laughs> mm. 
This is our Christmas, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Just remember the the Discordian katmas, which yeah. means um, uh, together we must stick apart. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to dress as all three of us for Halloween, feel free. If you have a pair of stilts or something like that, you can be me. And if you got a pair of uh, bad teeth, you can be Marcus. And just, if you want to wear a fat suit, you can be Henry. Just smash your face with, uh, cut your guns up, gums up with some glass and smash them with a hammer a couple of times. And you'll oh. be good. Yeah. <laughs> File them in a little bit. Get Really get the sharp teeth yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then smoke for 17 years and really get your gums to recede and bleed all the time. Well, it's mm. a 17-year process to get to the Halloween costume. 18 years from now, you're planting that seed. <laughs> check out Heroes on, on NBC on check out fuck Check out Heroes. Marcus, a Hale Gein, maybe? A Hale Gein, everyone. Migos de la Jones. Yes. Uh, send money. Oh, yeah, send us money. Oh, have we ever asked for that before? No, just straight up, just send money. Send oh, cash. Yeah, any just go, money. Yeah, just donate something to the PayPal page. But remember, if you donate 25 bucks or more, you get a free T-shirt. Or I'm just or be you fucking altruistic having, and just send yeah, cash. I'm yeah. having trouble making rent. Don't even food. listen to him. I'm Don't listen to him. with food and rent. Only yeah, show both. confidence. 1093 Jackson mm, Avenue. Okay. If if you want to send us a Halloween gift, you can send it to Last Podcast on the left, 1093 Jackson Avenue. Long Island City, New York, 11101. Oh, that's great. Keep the food coming in. And whoever sent us that beef jerky? Oh, uh, Randy. Yeah, Randy. Come more, on, man. More beef jerky. And thank you to uh, the lady who sent us baklava. Oh, yes, yes, she sent me a Facebook message. It was lovely of her, and I'm just slathering it on my body right now, mm, which right. is making me very sticky. I'm covered in almonds. I love a good Zabrowski pop. Her name is Layla Shank. All right, Layla Shank. Layla. Thank you for the baklava, Layla. I'm eating it with no clothes on. Yes, you are. Because that's how I eat things. Yeah, well, I'm looking at you do it. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a room of rejected mascot memorabilia. Is it real? No one knows. But we do know NJM is proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. NJM. Welcome back to our studio where we have a special guest with us today, Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops. Toucan Sam, welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, and um, it's Fruit Loops, just so you know. Uh, fruit. Fruit. Yeah, fruit. No, it's Fruit Loops. The same way you say studio. That's not how we say it. Fruit Loops, find the loopy side.